Hello, and welcome to an episode of Waiting for Game, presented by uh, Melee Stats. As you can tell, uh, it's been a little bit since we last did an episode. We have been busy. Um, turns out, I think two weeks is the number of weeks that takes before I forget to do an intro. Uh, I am your host, GimmeDotWeats, and uh, we're excited to come back to talk about everything that's been going on in Melee recently. We uh, did not do an episode the past couple weeks. We... Uh, has some travel issues after Gommel and uh, working hard to make sure the rankings happen. But I am very excited to talk about everything we have here. We've got SmashCon coming up this weekend. We've got Gommel that we still need to talk about because a lot of crazy things happen there. We've got the rankings. And uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about fucking Leopard Winnie Evo at some point. I'm sure that's going to pop up. Um, but to, uh, to talk about all this, we have a great guest, a guy who kind of creates his own like um canon right he has his own aura when you're around him he has his own terms it feels like he is like a uh, kind of person un unto himself and uh not only that but he's also very good at uh at a at rock band as well so we have here my good friend edwin budding how's it going edwin it's going great zuppy quickly tell me who's ranked number 50 this summer mog uh, all right it's the real zuppy it's a real Zuppy. We had to make sure it wasn't an imposter. The tag is Malachi now? Zuppy, Zuppy, Zuppy. He doesn't have fucking vowels in his fucking tag. And you have one vowel, sometimes two. Yeah. Vibes. Uh, Zuppy, it's taken 80-some episodes for us to get you on, and I, uh, I guess the first question I have to ask is, uh, how are you feeling to be on Waiting for Game? It's pretty crazy, man. Uh, you know, I'm excited to talk about Gommel and rankings and, you know, hang out with my good bud. Give me that wheat and Edwin Budding, you know? Now, you said good bud. Yeah. You didn't say good buds, and you mentioned two of us. Yeah. So I, I do have to. Ahead, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just want to be clear that we've established that I am your good bud and, and he is just here. Yeah. He's kind of. Violent. Wow. The trade. Uh, Zappy, you have been traveling a lot this year. You've got, uh, obviously we've got Gommel that we need to talk to you about. We've got SmashCon that we need to talk about. And, uh, you know, as someone who's traveled a lot, you've been eligible for the ranking. So you are presumably going to be ranked. Um, so we got a lot to get into. So let's, uh, let's cut it with the niceties. We have, uh, we all came back from Gommel from the, the land of, well, okay. I was going to say we came back from Canada. You stayed there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we all hung out at Gommel together separately uh man i really don't know how to host a podcast anymore uh how was your gommel experience this was kind of your first gommel since coming in as a big dog right yeah i i guess i went like last year i got 17th last year and i did really yeah well i'm cruise. implying that you weren't a big dog last year though so. yeah i was a big dog in cruise one sock off kalindi four off jamuk one off zane a lot of people can do that uh but yeah it was cool like you know, I got free venue and I didn't do work, so that was vibes. Because last year I got free venue and fucking uh, seated a bunch of shit, so mm. that's vibes. Uh, I had a lot of fun because, like, the nice thing about Gommel for me is like I feel like all my friends just go to that tournament. Like, I have like a bunch of different groups, and it's good honestly buds. like all your good buds. It's honestly overwhelming, like just chilling with people at Gommel because it's like everyone from Ontario, even if they're like not competing super actively, like comes out and then like, 
there's also like friends from like montreal and like michigan coming down and like you know the people i see at like all the majors as well like go to gommel just because like it's another major so it's pretty cool we'll say yeah uh this was actually my first gommel it was first time i got to uh partake in the festivities uh i did not go on the boat i had a bummier um but i had a pretty good time yeah i it, it's one of the last like big majors that i really had to check off uh in terms of stuff that i've went to and i i was really happy with it I, in toronto in general now edwin i say i enjoy toronto you i think have found your new city for some reason and and i have not really found out why you love toronto so much as opposed to like any other city in the world but uh you were particularly smitten with um I was going to call it the city of something. I don't know. What is it? Zuppy, what's the city City of what? Certainly yeah, not the city of lights. I don't know. Like the CN Tower. Okay. The city of Hockey. the CN Tower. <laughs> oh, the city. Of, perfect. Uh, Edwin, talk to me about your trip to the city of hockey. Yeah. So Tor- Toronto was pretty fun. I would say that being in Toronto was, was probably my favorite part of the, uh, of the entire Gommel trip. I got to spend a, a couple days in Toronto a bit after the event as well, but there's just tons of good food around. Uh, it's a really, this is going to sound very strange, but it's just a very diverse city. I come from New England, not not particularly very diverse. So going to Toronto and seeing a bunch of Indian people and people that looked like me was definitely a, a bit of a bit of whiplash, but it was just, it was just kind of cool. Um, a lot of good restaurants nearby. Pretty much every day I had something that I thought was awesome to eat for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, the city itself is easy to get around, easy to walk around. There's public transit and everything. And uh, I got to spend a lot of time with some some really good friends in Toronto, including a friend of the show, Webbs, after after the event. So, yeah, I, I had a great time in Gaul Weekend. And I think there's a, a ton to jump into when it comes to at, to, to the event itself. Like It, it feels like every day that there's that, you know, just how the bracket turned out, there was always like a big story. And, and there was always a big story that you know, sh- like, outshined the previous big story in a sense. So I, I think we have a lot to get into. Zuppy does well in cruise. Zuppy makes top thirty-two. Zuppy. I did not do all well cruise this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, build up my my good dog here, my good bud, as you say. Um, yeah. You know what? You showing up and 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 performing. That's all I ask for. Availability is the best ability, yeah. and uh, and you did it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. No, there were there were a ton of storylines here. Yeah. So this is an event that I think had a lot of weight going on into it I, for a few different reasons. Um, it is starting to become one of the like bona fide majors of that we have each year. Uh, it went from I believe like generally about five hundred. 400 or so people to breaking the record for the most entrance in a melee tournament for uh something anything outside of america which is uh pretty insane because as we are getting into the period where all the kids who grew up with game cubes don't are like too old to have nostalgia and travel around the world um we have fewer and fewer tournaments that like kind of break records we really expect to to not see a tournament break any of the, like the 2017 2016 records that we held so seeing gommel do it was uh was really like a sign of the times and not only that the amount of talent that they had there made this really clear that this is like if there's anything to be the next super major on the level of uh big house or um you know 
Genesis or even SmashCon, uh, I don't see a reason why it's not Gommel. And to like play into this, sometimes there's events that feel like they're really big leading up to it, and then it just kind of happens and it feels somewhat normal. Um, this was definitely not one of them. I feel like every single day I was there, I think you're right, there was not only something going on, but it was... I felt like I was inundated with bracket results that were mind boggling or just like incredible runs. Um, and of course, I think there's some that come to mind more than others, but um, yeah, Edwin, what, what, when I, when I say incredible results an incredible upset at Gama, what do you think? Cause there's, I think a few vying for that slot. Let me tell you the one that stands out in my mind because of, because of my reaction to it. And then your reaction to my reaction of it. Do you remember what I did when I looked at my phone, scrolled through Discord, and saw the result that Skurzo 3-0 JMook in loser's bracket for 33rd place? I thought you were having a stroke. I thought I was, like, genuinely upset, and I thought that my friend was in peril. And then I was mad that it was just because of Skurzo 3-0 yes. you, you went, like, <laughs> you were gasping for air. I think uh, I did yeah. drop my phone on the table in some obnoxious manner as well. <laughs> you kept saying call 911 and they were like, we don't have that here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that that yeah. was genuinely one of the... Uh, so obviously Morse code 3 0 Skurzo is the uh, upset, the initial J upset J of the tournament. J-Mook. So, oh, did I say Skurzo? Yeah. Uh, Morse code 3 0 on the brain. Yeah, Morse code 3 0 JMook. But I honestly feel that, like, okay, so it is objectively a bigger upset, right? It's a top Samus player upsetting the best Sheik main in the world. Like, I don't think anybody in their right mind would have predicted it beforehand. But I think after the fact, you can kind of, like, retroactively build a world where, okay, maybe, you know, it's an unfamiliar matchup. JMook, we've seen him struggle. Like, you know, maybe not to someone like Morse Code, but he's dropped a set to Axe before. He's dropped sets to Ices. Okay, fair. We didn't know how he would perform in this matchup against someone of that caliber, and he struggled. It it happens. I think the fact that JMook got 3-0'd in, results-wise, his best matchup against someone who, who might have honestly been carried by that win over JMook into the number 32 spot or whatever... I could not believe it. I, I, I know Skurzo is very good. I know that Skurzo has, you know, when he shows up to an event and he cares about it and he's not, you know, side being off the stage or having or having a few beers before the event, I, I respect him as a player. He, he has had a long history of defeating Sheiks. But, you, you know, this is Jmook we're talking about. Jmook, other than, other than Cody and other than Leffen every now and then, like, who are the Foxes that beat Jmook? It's basically just those two, right? So for Skurzo to beat him was, I guess Plup. Yeah, I guess I guess Plup too. Yeah. Assuming that Plup goes to an event, but uh, yeah. you know, for for Skurzo to be the fox that breaks through and three O's Jamuk, I thought was absolutely insane. Zappi, I want your thoughts on this. I imagine that beating Jmook for upcoming players is kind of like the perfect game, right? Everyone's trying to throw the perfect game. And then uh, some guy throws it. Everyone's like, wait, I'm better than that pitcher. Why did they throw it? Um, let me talk to you. What were, what were your thoughts when you first heard the news of Skurza 3 OJ move? Honestly, like, whenever, like, people 
get sent to losers like hella early, like Jake or something like that, and I'm still I'm still in bracket. My brain just shuts off completely, and I don't want to think if I lose this next set, I play like Jake thirty third or some shit like that. Like I'm just like, all right, just play, and then, um, fucking uh, what you call it? Like I just Whatever don't want to think happens. about upsets at all. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, I saw Skurzo like as I was like walking back from like the washroom or something while I was warming up to play Geo. I was like, oh, what's up, man? Like he's still in. He's like. I three O J Mook, dude. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit! Like, <laughs> damn, that's crazy. I'm like, I went back to warming up, but yeah. Uh, I I think I, I would I not have believe him if he told me that. I would just go, cool, man, and then go, what the fuck is he on? Because I heard he was up, but like, I didn't know who won. Because I just assumed like Jake would somehow win, but like, um, maybe like it's like a mental thing for J Mook because like he did get three O'd by uh morse yeah. and 3 would by Skurzo. so like basically he like hasn't won a tournament game in six games in a row like that could just be like a like i don't know if it was like a Skurzo playing crazy kind of thing or like the mental stack of already losing to morse code is mm-hmm. like because sometimes that happens like where you like go into losers early and then you play someone and then like it's way harder than it should be just because you're like how the fuck am i in losers right now sort of thing so i don't know i'm very curious i mean like scurzo style if you're not like ready for it is quite intense so i don't know he is just a mystery of a player to me because he just like mystery of a human as well yeah he's just something like i don't know like i just look at his results and i'm like i feel like you just like have this like dart board and you're just throwing darts at it and like something will happen like how do you like Rio he Jimu. like went Lost he went top one two Yasu. at he went one two at like two like not even that stack tournaments like for going like one two out it's not like it was like a invitational or something like that yeah. and then I don't know I mean I it was really called the trail know. invitational but yeah it was open bracket yeah uh, I just mean like it wasn't like a yeah. redemption rumble or like a summit type you're right. competition. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, really wacky result. Uh, and I, I think that it's probably something that, in as far as like we would think about in terms of future results, I think we're all just going to act like this didn't happen for both ends, right? I'm gonna yeah. congrats to Xerzo. Obviously, um, you know, if he, he's just ranked uh pretty decently high, I think a lot of that did have to do with J Mook. Um, and for in terms of J Mook, uh, yeah, if I like see him versus Cody, I'm not gonna be like, well, he did get three out by Scarza. I'm just gonna forget this happened. Um, I think that's yeah. probably the, the best thing for everyone. I played Jake that day too, and like, I don't know, I felt like he was playing pretty good, so mm. it's just so weird. Now, do you think it's possible that someone came around with some sort of magic GameCube controller and got J Mook to touch it and kind of like Space Jam, they took his powers? Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, it's it's possible. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, anything's possible, right? Because right? Uh, I, I feel like Scurzo yeah. probably wouldn't have got ranked if he didn't do as well as he did at Gommel. So you're implying that Scurzo was the one who was space jamming? Uh, he he must have been off something. Like, I don't <laughs> know. But he surprises me randomly. Like, I remember last Gommel, he just, like, destroyed Ginger. I was like, wow. I'm like, yeah. okay. Like I feel like Ginger versus like 
Fox that is not IBDW, like at least back then, I was just like, yeah, I think Ginger takes this. So. Now, I think the thing with Jamook um, is that it's it's really interesting to talk about what this means. But like, as I said, we're probably going to not really care about this unless this becomes something larger. Um, but it instantly turned this tournament into a pretty much two-way race for number one. Um, yeah. Going into this, I think a lot of people talked about how this was basically going to determine who was number one in the rankings. And while I'm never a huge fan of saying that... Um, it I, I think was the case. Probably true about this one. Like, um, maybe if like Jamu got second or something. Then, yeah, like, there's some weird stuff that could have happened, and, but like there's like a reset involved or something like that. So it's like like yeah. maybe he loses to Zane or something. I feel like it's all cope. I remember watching uh, CEO 2019 and saying if Wizzy wins he is number one if hbox wins he's number one and then it, i remember going um if wizzy takes one set he's still number one and i was like no man that's not how it works like i'm thinking to myself you're just coping um but yeah i mean this did become something that kind of turned out to be pretty true right uh i mean as soon as jmook loses it it the focus all is shifted onto zane and ibw and um yeah let's let's kind of shift our focus to the top level because for all the crazy upsets that happened, and we can like spend all this time saying like soon say lost to Quang, and you know, like we can do all this shit. Um, what's probably most memorable about this tournament to me is just how good and competitive top eight was. I, I feel like uh except for maybe Khalid Amsa, um, which at that point that's you know, that's just gravy, right? That's there. his victory lap at that exactly, point for right? Khalid, like you get to a certain point in bracket when you're on like a crazy run and like you stop caring. Actually, I will say this in favor of Khalid and unfortunately to detract from a uh, former and maybe future guest Kadorian. Um, Moki Kadorian was about as close as Khalid Amsa was. The neither were extremely close. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a really great top eight. And and Zuppy, what I want to ask you is, you know, you are someone you are from Ontario. This is Ontario major. Um, explain to me how important Moki's run here was. Uh, I think like it was pretty crazy because he's like he's kind of done a run like that before, like at Genesis. Or mm -hmm. you know, and like tipped off as well. Like he's had good runs, but I think what like threw people off, at least me off, was like the fact he lost to like Hungry Box in quarters instead of like someone like J Mook or Zane or something or Mango or something like that. Like I feel like those are the people he usually loses to. I mean, like Hungry Box, he lost to a lot last year, but he's kind of been destroying H Box this year. So especially a three O as well mm -hmm. as like pretty surprising and then like he barely uh be axe and then like someone like kadoran gave him a lot of trouble last year and like the fact he beat him at like battle of bc and gommel back to back is like pretty big because moki definitely like had a marth problem last year too because he lost to like craig at a uh, smash con and he beat craig this tournament 3-0 so like yeah I think like that's like a big sign for like him jumping that like top fifteen player to like a top five ish player um, is just like him cleaning up that matchup because he's not really getting upset like 
super early anymore. Like, I feel like you would like lose to people that like, I don't think I would lose to. And then he does. And I'm like, how does this make sense? Like he's, you know, better than me. So I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that runs good. And then like Cody, he barely beat at Genesis and then he got destroyed pretty hard there next time. And so, like you wonder it's like oh someone three oh someone like can they bring it back and now he's up on Cody which I think is pretty big and then Opsa was playing actually insane versus Moki like I think that's the best I've seen Opsa play in all their sets this year and like he still somehow won like didn't he like four stock in one game so uh it was either a four stock or a three stock but I think it was game two after like a super tight game yeah one. I think it was, it was a three pretty- stock demoralizing it was very quick so that was pretty crazy and then you got reverse three head by mango which is like unfortunate but i think that's the first time he's been up to on mango yeah definitely one of the closest sets i mean i think just by and large the closest set that he's ever had with mango definitely a um I don't know, man. I've set up. I said it before, and I'll bring it up here. I think that was like the saddest a crowd has ever been to see Mango win. <laughs> yeah, uh, just sure. a pretty, pretty heartbreaking one right there. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, Moki, Moki. I guess a question I have for you, and I don't know how um, you know the geography of Canada works or anything. I don't know if you're in the same general region as a lot of the Smashers, but I, I feel like in a lot of ways, once top players become like actually at the top um they lose a lot of like their regional flair like if if you look tri-state doesn't really care if cody wins they don't really act the same way about jay mook you know he doesn't even really live that close to new york city itself um and like you know socal likes mango but everyone likes mango so i don't even know if that's like a really a socal thing florida doesn't really care about hbox you know um i i think one of the interesting thing is like Moki has been new enough that a lot of these players have been able to watch him come up. I think a lot of the older top players, um, like as you're getting good, he's already good or like whoever it is at like HBox already number one in the world by the time you enter your first tournament. But yeah. I think a lot of the, the scene got to see Moki grow as a player. And I, I, I guess that probably made it a lot more special to see him do so well. Right. Yeah. I think like, like Canada, like, we're obviously all like super big fans of, you know, in region people doing well, but definitely like, especially Moki and especially none. I feel like people cheer for like hella hard. And what about you? Do they cheer for you? I have my fans, you know, <laughs> I have my fans. I, I don't want to be that guy that talks about how much people like me, but you know, Gobble, me versus Gio, the crowd was going crazy. So it was lit. But, um, yeah, like I think like the big Moki like pivotal moment was uh when he beat Plup at uh Gommel twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. I think that was like and also when he uh qualified for Summit at like uh the Mango tournament where he beat like Swedish and some other people. Um I think those were like a huge turning point for Moki and then I think he's just built up like a huge community in his like stream over the pandemic. And then like, I think like just like coming out of the pandemic, he's just obviously he was like still really good in like 2019, but you know, he's just 
even more cracked now. So just goes crazy. And then there's Mango. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he just needs to figure out like Mango, Jake, and Zane, and then the yeah. chances of him like winning stuff just drastically increases. Yeah, so I think the the, the interesting thing with Moki is it's kind of like it, it's one of those things where I think a lot of players who are you know who used to be in the top ten or fifteen range, the way they kind of break out into the uh, into the higher echelon of play to like stay there consistently is usually they have like one or two really good matchups at the top level, but there's like three or four people that that are gatekeeping them, so they kind of have to work to break through them. I think Moki was different from a lot of other players that used to be in that second tier of players because even when he was in that group, he had a lot of those really good matchups. Like, I mean, we, we've seen him go on an eight-set win streak or whatever against Amsa in, in the last year or so. But, you know, even, even you look back as far as 2021 or 2022, if you gave me a Moki Leffen set or a Moki Plup set or, or mm. Moki... Or, or Moki Amsa said, even back before they ever played, you know, I would have actually liked his chances a lot. So in, in a lot of ways, I feel like his rise has been unusual because rather than learning how to compete with the top echelon, that was the thing he, uh, that was the thing he always had. It was, it was learning how to separate himself from, I think the field and the rest of his peers. That was yeah. kind of the, the next step that Moki took to, you know, go from making top eights, you know, sometimes losing early and then having this big losers run, but but, you know, running out of gas around, like, seventh place or fifth place or so, it, you know, that's really made the difference between him, that type of Moki that always had that potential and always had those matchups in the top echelon, and the new Moki we're seeing today where he's outclassing a lot of the, those players who used to be in that same group with him. So I think it's kind of an interesting and an unusual dynamic for his rise to the top five. Uh, because a lot of those those yeah. matchups that we knew he could succeed in for a long time, you know, he's he's getting to them finally, and we're we're seeing him really really chip away at the at what's remaining. Now, now, like you said, obviously Jmook, Mango, and Zane are, are pretty hard roadblocks for him, but just the way those sets are going and the way that it's trending, I, I don't think it's like hopeless. It's it. I think the set count is a little misleading for. I us, think like, Jmook's definitely the scariest one out of all three. Because you kind of whooped him at Collision and uh, Genesis. So, but I don't know. Jay Mook isn't the guy he was at the start of the year. So, like, true. It's tough to say. Yeah. Uh, Moki is definitely interesting in terms of his rise. I think you're right, uh, Edwin, because generally when we see these players, we kind of see them like chip away at the top. And, uh, Moki didn't really necessarily do that. Like he had, obviously, he's got his win on Plup in 2019, but he was never really consistently beating <clears throat> any specific top player, um, and then like you know checking them off his list as he went on. It kind of was just a uh, just like a shift in his entire play, right? Like he yeah. uh, last year we it was uh, I think it was around Ludwig Ludwig's Ludwig where I said, there's no reason why we should be going into events and saying Slug and Moki can't win. <clears throat> At the time, I thought I was being so smart uh, because Slug was the only one who was actually beating people. But uh, Moki, like, instantly, as the year ended, kind of basically turned everything around, right? It was all these, like, sets that he could win that we just didn't really see, right? We all knew he could beat Hbox, We just didn't see it on LAN. We all knew that he could beat these top boxes. We just didn't really see it. And then uh, he was able to kind of take those coin flip scenarios and put them in his favor. 
And like, as we said, yeah, one of the most important things is that all of these upsets that he had, he was able to uh, turn the tide on that as well. You know, even if there's like players who once seemed scary, even like, you know, who knows how this is going to work out, but how he's played against Kadorn recently has been very good. Um, yeah, they, it seems like he is a player who you expect to make it to winners, quarters, winners, semis, which is pretty insane to say for a player like him last year. Remember, I remember like being shocked when he beat Polish at Riptide. Everyone was like, whoa. Yeah, he <laughs> had a huge beach, beach problem. Beach. And then like he just beat Laud, Polish, Triff, like pretty much Wally, like yeah, pretty much all the peaches. Like just, I was like, oh, that- I, this problem. I guess not. That being said, he has a um, pretty bad loss at collision in winners. Um, or losers? What was it? It was, it was winners. Okay. Yeah, he had a pretty bad loss in winners. So. Facts. Tassman? Uh, <laughs> what? I, I didn't catch that. Who was that? <laughs> Tassman? No, it wasn't that tag. It was something. Uh, Zuppy? Puppy or something. Yeah, Zuppy. Yeah. I think it was Zuppy. Hey, wait, that's you. Yeah. Um, yeah i'm excited to see what happens for jamu for the rest of the year i think that a lot of the players i can kind of predict their trajectory but i think he has got one of the more fun ones um now that being said if we're talking about players trajectories who are easy predicts one person that comes to mind is somebody who's not is mango mango had a hell of a run here um it's pretty hard to determine every tournament whether or not it's going to be one where he decides to fuck off and go dock and marth or if it's going to be one where he's actually going to try hard and you know try to get back to that uh you know pinnacle that he used to have um and this i don't know this was a very odd one it, it seemed like he was doing the latter but it didn't really necessarily seem like there was I don't know. There's not a lot of emotion, but maybe that's just locked in Mango. Maybe that's like how Mango is when he is playing like this. Um, yeah, Zuppy, what did you think about Mango this tournament? Uh, I know that he unfortunately did bring Moki's run to a close, but I don't know if you have any other thoughts on him. Um, I mean, like, the, the weird thing with Mango is I don't feel like he got a bracket that, like, makes me scared for Mango. Like, he's never lost to Samus. And he gets mm-hmm. like Morse code instead of J Mook and quarters, which is like I'd say a pretty huge factor to Mango's run. And then like he plays Axe, which is like I don't know. Oh, he it's played pretty, Axe it's pretty lopsided. It's pretty lopsided like in Mango's favor. It's pretty like Mango favor. Like maybe it'll be close, but Mango usually just like edges it out. I feel like they play the same set pretty much every time. They just mix up what characters they go on FD. <laughs> and then, like, um, I always favor Mango versus Fox, even if Cody just beat him at LSI. Like, he's won, like, the last, like, how many sets for his left in. And then, like, the only Fox that's, like, upset him besides Cody is, like, Pip Squeak and, like, I don't know, like, three years or something like i don't like i don't think boki's ever been them or like aqua or like any of any up and coming mm-hmm. foxes like i just heavily fa- favor mango in that matchup and then zane like i feel like zane mango sets are like either like really really good like their big house one and like summit 11 and stuff like that or like the big s9 i know i said all the ones like mango one but well, that's, those are the only that's ones that are close, works. or like Zane just like destroys them, and it's yeah, like. I, I mean, look, fun. let's 
let's let's call a spade a spade. We we've seen this before. Mango being on the losing end of a of a rivalry against the number one p- player of an era. <laughs> we you know Mango to his credit has always always been up there. Him and Zayn have very exciting sets. They also happen to have a lot of blowouts for Zayn wins. <laughs> it's just, it's have just they ever had like a good game five that Zayn wins? They they've had some at like an <laughs> they had one at like an SCL, but I think Mango won that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah no. like now that I think about it, I feel like Zayn just three O's or three ones him or like griefs, like that missed edge guard at LSI and like somehow getting reverse three O'd at Summit and shit. Like I don't know. I feel like it's just Zayn like griefing or like he just destroys Mango and then I don't know. I feel like Big House like last year was like the only set of recent memory where like Zane lost and I don't like have like a visual like picture of like something that happened where Zane should have won the set but like choked. Yeah, it, it's it's there's really like that edge guard at LSI where he like just needs to down air and then he got scared and then like Mango like somehow falling up airs him after recovering and it's like okay like sure. that's that's how Mango sets work, right? You watch him win in the most spectacular fashion. And then you watch him get destroyed uh, five sets more. And then, like, every single set, you still go in. You go, he could do it. And then he does it once, and you go, I knew it. I knew it, right? Like, the second Mango eventually beats Zane this year, we'll, we all go, I knew he could do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it looked like one of those sets that kind of we, we get a lot of. Probably if you, you know, if you look at the majority of Zane Mango sets, it honestly might be majority Zane 3-1 Mango. Um, there's a, I don't know mean thing that i say where i go like history will not know how close this 3-1 could be like i feel like there's a lot of sets where he goes into it and the first like two games look like it's gonna be an absolute barn burner it looks like mango can win and then suddenly you gotta play fd and then even on your counter pick afterwards if you're mango it's doesn't really you know can't can't bring up the build up all the steam to to bring it to the uh finish line there but uh yeah i I, i'm interested with him i think that in terms of mango uh, i think the conventional wisdom is that this year he's you know kind of wants to quit (laughs) which uh i I will not attest to that seems like there's a lot of factors that are kind of leading to to say that but also is it weird to say I think that he could just win a super major? <laughs> like I don't think that. No, Mango I don't think it's. Is... We saw it yeah. last year, dude. This <laughs> yeah, like... it, he it's it's incredible that like like in all seriousness, at, at the the lows and fr- the frustrating moments we've had as a community seeing Mango like go Doctor Mario or play when his heart's not in it. I mean, this is a guy that's attending so many tournaments. He he is trying to care about the game. He's trying to care about the game. He's even as he's talking about struggling to find motivation, he has these strengths that we we just take for granted. And a lot of these strengths, just even if you purely look on a in a, in a cynical lens, right? If you, even if you say, you know what, you're talking about Mango caring or not caring. What about the facts? What about his actual matchups? Well, his actual matchups are pretty good. <laughs> this is someone. This is someone who's able to beat you know your salts, your aclos, your trips. This is someone who on the right day is is actually pretty reliable to make it into that winner's quarters, winner's semifinals range, as long as he doesn't mail it in, right? Now, when he gets there, is he going to beat someone like Zane or is he going to beat someone like Jmook? You know, probably not. He, he can. I won't discount his ability to do so. But 
those two are difficult players for him to beat for sure. But but he has those matchups and the and the this successful set history and this track reputation that follows him that I think he's still earned a little bit of grace for, for himself on a pound for pound basis. I think if you if I truly think that if you did not know it was Mango, if you gave his resume to a group of people and you said, Which play how good do you think this player is? They would say that this is someone who could win a super major on the on the right day. I, I really believe that. I think um the big issue with like Mango winning a major is I I like Mango's chances versus everyone except Zane and J Luke. And like honestly, like even though he's up on Amsa, I don't really buy it. Like just based yeah, on I think what we've seen, like last year. I like I think Amsa, I I'd still favor Amsa. And like I just feel like it's so hard to like win a super major and like not play like at least two of those people or have to beat one of those people twice. So like, obviously he can do it, but like, isn't he like down Oh four to Zane like this year? And (laughs) Hey man, what did I say? He's going to do it once this year. And we're going to go, I knew he could. It'll happen. Like at some point it'll, it'll happen. But like it, I don't know. It feels more Doomer this year than it did last year. I, you know what? Well, you know we are in a similar spot. What like place? Because he was Where was he? What placing was he ranked last year? That's this. He was eleven. But I don't know. It, it just feels. I don't know. He's not going to be eleven like, this year. Yeah, he's going to be eleven this year. What's he going to be like? Somewhere five through seven, probably. Sure. You tell me you've you've memorized all the rankings. Yeah. Can't you like put that into your AI brain? I, and like spit out with the rest all of I it? know is he's either gonna be Moki and Omsa are probably gonna be together, and then Mango's either above or below that, I'm guessing. Well, it seems like you are chomping out of the bed to talk about the rankings and uh to to like really quickly wrap up Gomble, um Zane won. I'll just say that. <laughs> I think basically we, we know, but it, it's nice to say it, put it out into the world. Zayd won this. Um, yeah, obviously, Gommel, there's a lot to talk about here, but also it has a lot to do with the rankings. Like a lot of the things that we mentioned, we mentioned, uh, you know, Zayd winning this obviously is very important for his number one rank, presumably. Um, when it comes to like someone like Skurzo, his rank was greatly affected by JMook. Uh, so when, yeah, when, when it comes to Cromwell, I think not only is it very important in a lot of ways, but I think it's connection to the rankings is very important. So, you know, let's, uh, let's tarry no further and just get into the rankings. Uh, Zuppy, you are, uh, you love the rankings, I guess you memorize them. I think they're interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so you are saying it, it, it'll depend what number I get tomorrow. How much you I specifically like did not answer the question. I said, do you, you love the rankings, which is a yes yeah. or no question. I you like say, I think they're interesting. Okay. I like the rankings. We'll, okay. we'll see. Once again, I asked tomorrow. if you love the rankings and you refuse. If, if I see my name 20 tomorrow, I'd take back everything I said. That's all I know. It's interesting. You know, if this were an interrogation, if I were um, a cop, ACAB, by the way, if I were a cop and I was interrogating you and I said, where were you? And I said, did you kill uh, John Smith? And then you were like, uh, it's interesting. You asked me that. I would be. Yeah, I'd be having a lot of questions, Zuffy. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if the guy who runs the rankings says you love the rankings and, and you think I, you say, I think they're interesting. I think I know what I need from that. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
So the rankings are coming out this week for those who are um, who are listening, and uh, maybe by the time you listen to this episode, the rankings might have been already out. As as the time this is uh, recording, we are up to the top twenty. Top twenty is yet to be revealed, and we have the uh, thirty th- uh, or twenty one through fifty. Uh, Zuppy, you have been, I bet, scrolling through, making sure your ass isn't on there already, and uh, yeah. you haven't seen your mug on there, but. While you were scrolling, fifty-one, man. Who knows? You could be fifty-one. You could be fifty-two. Um, <laughs> while you've been scrolling through, has there anything that's kind of caught your eye in terms of interesting results? I know you you've claimed that you've memorized all of it. Yeah, but uh, um, I think it kind of stood out. I think the most interesting thing to me so far is uh, I think forty-nine and fifty, Azel and uh, Malachi, Mog, whatever you want to call them. Like the score is like insane. Like the gap between Crike and Azel, like it's like it's like wow. We have these forty-eight people that like there's no way like they were probably honestly on every balloter's like list, and then you, we had these two people that are just like this huge crapshoot, and it was probably like extremely close with whoever fifty-one was. Like I personally think smash daddy should have been on there or smash poppy because i thought his shield drop win was like really good and like that's a solid regional win but i've heard people make arguments for like se none stiv like there's a bunch of other players calvar um there's a bunch of other players like that could have been on there like like i i think uh like azel like a good player but i personally like probably wouldn't have put him on the, my list if i did a ballot because i think like what got and him to there be was clear like a, you were offered a ballot i was that. offered but i worked so you had time. the ability to change this um, i honestly summer is really fun to do i just didn't want to commit to the summer and then not do end of year end of year just oh my god it's well it's, we so you're, me, you're already well, saying no to me for end of year okay well let me ask you this week so i think i think zuppy brings up an interesting point that the first that there's there seems to be a very big difference between what the panels envision for the number of the top 48 spots and what they what they seem to see as a big drop or or at least a harder to order assortment of 49 and after. So we saw that 49 was uh, was Malachi and Azul and Malachi, right? So we I want to ask you who who are your 49 and 50 just to to bring up some names that that were in the discussion. You're really blowing me up right now. <laughs> no, I, I'm curious. I'll share mine also. Well, it's a very big thing to, add, and I'll do it because I'm so confident in my uh, results and my and, and how I results meaning my ballot. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm so confident in my ballot that I will reveal. But I think it is pretty rude to ask someone to reveal their ballot. Uh, but I will do I'm it a because I'm guy. Then <laughs> you didn't do it. Um, <laughs> so, I'm, 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 maybe not you, but. People have been asked. It's okay. There's yeah, like 10 people. I heard there's a lot of DMs being sent. Hey, yeah. don't, don't bring up our low viewership. Come on, Ten man. There's awesome probably 500 viewers. people who are going to watch this on YouTube. That's a lot. Except I had Moff and uh, Azel. I mean, they I think both the, made the list. They both made the list. I'm clear. I'm clean. I'm clean. Um, I think uh, I think Moth and uh, Spurs are what? probably like the highest variances. I had Malachi um, at 51. That's solid. All right. 
And my the person I put on there that didn't make it, I put none on there, dude. I'm a I'm a. Where'd you have uh, Ed? I had Ed at forty seven. Did you have him above or below Mateo? I had him below Mateo. I think that his results are very interesting, and as I, I so actually we we talked to his I genesis to, was good. Yeah, I talked to some other um, panelists about this. I think that one of the things that uh, we kind of try to to get people to do and, and try to and i think we we accomplished it this year is to like get panelists to talk to each other because you're not really sharing your blurb it's just like you're understanding what you care about um because like you can write something down and it sounds right to you in the moment but then if someone goes why do you have bats at 31 and you might just go uh <laughs> like if you don't have a good reason i think that's a good thing to like you know people will catch you and and like in my experience it's not like people are like okay, so we're all going to put Crike at 41 or whatever. Like, it, it's more so that it's just, like, asking people some of their thoughts and stuff and seeing if they have logical consistency, basically going, like... Like, I was a person who, um, like, in a lot of these ways, consistency mattered to me more than just, like, huge results. Uh, and then, so, like, sometimes someone will ask, like, oh, why do you have this person here and this person here? Because I think of them the same way. And then it's like, well, yeah, may, why do I have a 10-spot difference between these two people? Um, but so I actually talked a lot about Nunn's results. I think you're completely right. His Genesis was good. He is kind of getting graded for these things. At, like his wins and losses are getting graded as a um, top player still. And I think that hurts him. I think that if his, if this were like any other player who got these results, um, who was not like a top major player, yeah, uh, like if, I think like, people would be a lot know, more kind. Like Captain G got those results. If this were Captain like G that. who beat Fiction and whose like worst Umar. losses are zanya vu and stiv i think people would be very kind um i do understand it because none doesn't have a lot of wins it is the fiction win and then it's like an se win and really not much more after that um but yeah i, I like the fact that he didn't make the list presumably <laughs> maybe he he's top not. 20 um, there's no way Ed the, fact is top that, 20. <laughs> the fact that he didn't make the list doesn't make me like enraged um I think that like there's definitely a world where he's not top fifty. In my mind, I thought he was kind of just inside of it, but, but yeah, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, um, one thing I want to mention, uh, Zephy, I think you're completely right. This is a really interesting year where, in terms of the bottom end of the the ballot, I saw no reason why all these players shouldn't be on there. Right? Like usually when when summer, especially summer ballots, um, it kind of gets to a point where you like get to the 55 mark and you just go like, okay, well, no one here would make my top 50 after 55. Like yeah. I would not feel comfortable putting player X uh, in top 50. I think the um, area 51 thing last year, like basically, I think everyone on my ballot was like area 51 or on the actual list. Yeah. And, and this one. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, Smash Poppy, Stiv, I've Shabo, of course, gets thrown around. Preeminent has had a really good year. You mentioned Essie. Um, Swooper has it. What's what's Swooper's best wins up? You do you know? Dude, you're an asshole. I'm just saying <laughs> hey, he's at, he has very he's got yeah. A very, this is got, this is the not rude thing. <laughs> he's got a top, top twenty win. That's all I'm saying. He's got a win on Zuppy. Um, like not uh, was it a bad loss last year? <laughs> true <laughs> not had that insane pre-local where he beat all these people like what there, there's a world where all those people could have made top 50 and it would seem right like if calvar's 50th does anyone really go like well that that feels weird um so yeah i think it was like a really insane year in terms of that uh, and you will kind of notice 
I, I think more than a lot of years, the differences between points are, you know, point painting some pretty big tiers. Uh, but that's not really, I don't know. The way I view that is, I think that's really cool because it shows that, like, that there's all these players who could be within these specific tiers. Not not that, like, not the fact that SFOP is higher than Ben. Like, I don't care about that. Like, uh, but yeah. it's the fact that, like, everyone in the Ben tier was so close. Yeah, that's it's extremely competitive. Made. Which is yeah, yeah. which is why, like by the a way, big drop off after Ben. Like, maybe like, because I think Skurzo was like a little overranked. Because like, you can clearly tell like thirty two. There's like people putting in like top twenty five, and there's people putting in like in the forties kind of thing. Like, I feel like thirty two is just like a very weird number for him. Whereas like I feel like Panda, Panda and like SDJ probably had like people like putting them around like 30 to 35 kind of thing. Whereas mm. I feel like, I feel yeah, like I, at I least what you're talking... and Moff definitely had like a crazy, like, <laughs> yeah, this is something, this, this is something that, that Eric or Ambi talks a lot about in his work. He talks about like, you know, clustering players and the ranges of where you could possibly put them. Right. So I, I think a, a mistake, a lot of people run into when they, when they tend to look at a list, like the, the top 50, they compare to what they think the top 50 is, is that they think that like, the, the pure metric to determine how good their ballot is is how close it is to the actual list. Whereas the reality is, well, you know, a lot of players, because the list is made from a panel with all these different perspectives on players, you're going to have a lot of players with similar resumes that end up having similar ranges of distribution, if that makes more sense. So it's not necessary. So in, in the case of a, of a player like Scurzo or a player like Moff, the, the range of where you could possibly value their, their wins is, is quite massive, right? But for, yeah. a play, but for a player like Ben, who I, who I think is a bit steadier in his, his results and has a clear you know path to being in that early 30s range, I think it's a little, a little steadier. But again, it, it depends on what you value as a panelist. Yeah. I just uh, really want want to add something. I think this is I think like talking about which players go in with each other in different groups is especially interesting, which is why I asked about who you know what we forty nine fifty are. I don't think you should listen to the wolf mob on this. I think tell I think it's years, actually years, I, I think it's actually years. not Come rude. On. I had Stephen Preeminem. Okay, it is rude, by the way. It's not the woke mob. Can you TLDR me? You know what? Resume? After your four side fights, I think you should be really watching your words around here. Are you threatening to cancel me? I'm just saying, if I wanted to, you could be canceled. And you know what, Zuppy? Same goes for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone. Not you, though. You can't, get, you, you can't get canceled. I'd like you to try. I'd like you to try. You know what? Do it to, to um, uh, this week. I'll be at SmashCon. Do it. Uh, well, I want to see you at Shine. No, actually, do it before Shine. I'm so confident that it won't like won't stick. That you'll find nothing. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's a lie. Christ. I think there's nothing out there. Every uh, every take I've had is correct. <laughs> every tournament you said Leffen. Le this is the thing I'm canceling you for, by the way. Uh, predicting that Leffen will win every tournament. <laughs> Oh, predicting that the guy who uh, won Evo <laughs> yeah. in two different games would win a tournament. Wow. Every tournament, me. not not a tournament. Now I'm canceling you for misrepresenting me. Jesus. Um, Zuppy, uh, so you... Um, uh, <laughs> how do we get out of this? We were talking Zuppy. about preeminent and stuff. What about, what about preeminent? Why would I talk about preeminent? Uh, Edwin said he had preeminent on the top 50. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. 
I, I was just curious. Like, I, I'm not too familiar with his results. With his so. game. Brandon's got a lot of Ben wins, which might matter to some. It might not matter to others. Um, He's got a lot of wins on, like... I know he beat Smash Poppy. Yeah, Smash Poppy. SE. Um, I think he's got a Shabba win or two there. I think he's got a Slow King win. He's got a lot of wins on those types of players. Um, which might be important to some. It, it probably ended up with him just outside the top 50 if I had to yeah, reckon, I guess. Right. Um, now, he is definitely an impressive player. I think there's a lot of players who had that type of result, and it just seems like this year, if you look at like um, Malachi, Malachi probably represents that this year people are just a little more smitten with like a top win like Fiction or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what it's going to be like for the top of Dungeon. I'm sure it's going to be amazing, but that being said, Zuppy, Presumably you're on tomorrow. Maybe. Give me a head and a hard answer. What do you want to be and what number do you think you are? Uh, I want to be 14. I think I'm 15. Okay, I want to be 14. Think you're 15. Will you rage if you're 15? I'll rage if I'm 16. Okay, actually, give me a, like, let's pretend, let's do a little, like, um, uh, we're going to, like, run through some things. Pretend like this is a improv theater. You 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 open your page. Are you on your phone or do you do it desktop? Uh, I'll be at work, so I'll find some quiet area. No one's around. I'll slowly doom scroll on my phone. Okay, so I'll leave your boss. Wait, I'm I'm, I'm, ref- a- I'm refreshing. Did you get the papers ready? Nah, like Blake? I'll be in the bathroom. My Blake? boss is not a part of the equation. Blake, did you get the pa- Blake? Uh, Blake, you've been <laughs> in the bathroom for a while. <laughs> My work situation is it just that will not happen. Okay. Maybe whatever. I'll get teams fine. and I'll ghost it for like two minutes. It's fine. All right. You know, you might need to learn the, the yes and principle, yeah, by the yeah, way. But yes but, okay. and. Yeah. Uh, you, you learned a lot about melee. You need to learn a little, little bit about improv. That still leaves me wanting. Um, okay. So you think you're going to be 15. You want to be 14. You're going to rage if you're 16. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I'm very excited to see uh, what will come of all this. Zuppy. What's up? Very quickly. Tell me the names that you will accept being above you within the 11 to 20 range. Uh, you know what, Edwin? I was thinking the same thing. I'm so glad you asked it. Uh, so what I think will happen is Aklu will probably be 11. Lod will probably be 12. Triff will probably be 13. Um, and then I think me or Josh man will be 14, 15, depending on if you value his left and win, uh, more than my collision, basically. Left and win, Evo. Yeah. Cause like Leffen is a higher peak win. Um, but he also has like Moki and Omsa losses, whereas I have points on the board versus both of them. So, um, and then I had a better Gommel. Because uh, he lost to like Khalid, but you know I have worse losses, so I don't know. So and let's then, say, and then yeah. there's one, there's one variable because I, I don't, and hey, you know, clip it, whatever. What happens when I rank and I'm fucking like 19 or some shit? But like, I really don't think I can be lower than 15. But there's one variable where every panelist really values Redemption Rumble and Magi is like fucking 12 or some shit. So if Magi's above you, you rage? Yeah. What if you're 14 and Magi's 13? Are you still raging? Uh, I'm, I'm vibing. 14, I'm down. 
Okay, but you're 15 and she's 14. Are you are you raving? Uh, I'm still vibing. As long okay. as I'm not 16. I feel like Magi is the player that makes me 16. So it literally doesn't matter. Like, the top 20 could be, like, Zane at 20, Jaymuka at 19. As long as you're not 16, you're cool. Yeah, because it kind of happened, like, last year when I was 35. Because I felt like 35 was, like, a pretty fair number. But it was funny because, like, Triff was, like, 38. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I would not be mad if this guy was ahead of me, but like when I saw like my like salt mine peers like Zamu, Salt, and like Bobby and Swooper and shit, I'm like, oh, I know I can beat all these people. Like slash have done it. I'm like, but it's not the number that bothered me. It was just like because I felt like yeah, maybe like Swift or like Trips ahead of me, and like that's cool. Like that's fine. So Zuppy, I want to I want to press you on something a little bit, okay? You mentioned the Redemption Rumble and how much uh, how much those Magi wins mean, right? Or excuse me, those Zane yeah. wins for Magi, right? What do you think of those Zane sets for Magi? It's open a can of worms. Uh, <laughs> crazy. I feel it's like Redemption. I feel like Redemption Rumble was like a weird event because like I feel like everyone who wasn't uh fucking um. Zane and Cody cared. So mm-hmm. but it's also like weird to like just give them the pass. Mm. Cause like what happens if you like lose to like the drunk Roy or whatever? Yeah, I was like, gonna ask if, if anyone that beat you know, beating drunk Ro- drunk Zane is certainly different than beating sober Zane, but do you know anyone that drunk Zane beat at that tournament by any chance? I mean beat me. So you know if, if if Magi can it's do it, it's still hard. Three, three yeah, it's still hard. That's I what I'm saying. Make, Magi does it. I want to be clear. It's not like number I one. I didn't in the make world. Zuppy relive this. I made him relive the super loss. I did not make him relive this. <laughs> Dude, I don't care about losing a drug Zane. I actually played great. That's a. Uh, it's pretty down to the wire, right? What was it like? It was like, close. I asked Dean what I was about to cook him on FD. And okay. then he, like, just Randy Tippered me, like, the next game. It's, Here's a question. You say you don't care about the Zane loss, and I think that's really – that makes sense, right? It's a Zane loss. Who could care? Yeah. Um, In terms mm-hmm. of losses, are there any that, like, really stick out to you? Is there, like, a loss to, like, another Marth player that you think about all the time and you go, man, if only I beat that one Marth player? Is there anything like that? Like, in pools Dude, or something? Why did you ask me to be on this show, man? <laughs> it's okay. This is, this is out of love. I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about SmashCon instead? You want to go to a safe place, SmashCon? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, hey, what's let's, happening let's here? Get, you you said woke mob. Break. I said safe. safe <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is we're, we're anti woke, anti union, anti healthcare. Uh, we're pro scab. What is I it? forgot. Yeah, we are. We're a scab podcast. By the way, watch, uh, star in any movie you want. Write as many <laughs> movies as you can. Do it all right now. <laughs> Do it, baby. Uh, yeah, you want to get into to SmashCon? We're getting a little antagonistic towards you. so uh, Sure, we can talk SmashCon. So SmashCon, uh, how upset? How soon do you think you're getting upset? <laughs> no, uh, come on. I mean, no, my, I'm bracket, I'm my bracket changed a lot. Um, I had a Sashi, like, is, like, the first, like, hard round, like, before mm-hmm. Top 64. Then it changed to Quang, and now it's over. So I don't know what's gonna happen. I I practiced versus Falco and Donkey Kong this week. So I mean, 
hopefully I play good. I'm terrified of best of three. I'll tell you that, especially if it's those characters. Like, I don't know. But how do you prepare for a tournament normally? So this one, you go in, you see that you have to play Donkey Kong. You hit up Junebug, and he, speaking of scabs, plays you for three hours. Uh, is this like your normal way? Or are you a guy who really looks at the the bracket a lot? Uh, generally, I'm just trying to play like when I'm practicing. In general, like I just try to play versus Fox and Falco like a lot, mm-hmm. and then if I have like a character of a player I respect enough, then I play like versus like Donkey Kong or whoever like. If I have like an ice climbers in my like, because basically like I think my game plans are good enough in like every matchup besides like the top seven, because like you know I'm not like never losing to like Peach or like Puff or some shit like that. Um, and then like pretty much after that, I don't fear like any character unless it's like you know a character specialist where it's like. Okay, I will grind with like Pikachu's if I have Swift or Axe, mm-hmm. but like if I have like I don't know. Not afraid of JHU? No, I'm not really. I'm, <laughs> I haven't lost on ranked yet, so I don't know. I mean, like I would definitely like play with the Pikachu like a little bit, but like I wouldn't like like drop everything and play with pikachu whereas like quang i'm like oh my god i cannot lose to this donkey kong (laughs) with all my being because i don't know that character just like kills you like i'm not afraid of ganondorf i'll tell you that like that character doesn't scare me because i feel like so you took your side in the battle in the battle the dk ganon crew (laughs) yeah also their graphic is like wrong because like they said like a get like trail is on there but like it's it's like try try yeah so i was like yo ganon's gonna get like shit on and then like i'm like oh it's trails ganon oh oh it's not as bad as i once thought trail did reply to the tweet announcing it and say can i go icy's in this (laughs) because i think um i think if they had like ed or mateo playing like the ganons would do a lot better because I think Ed and Mateo are, like, literally just the two best cannons, besides, like, probably Mech at this point. So, yeah. and honestly, Ed's Ganon might be better than Mech, but I don't know. Ed's Falcon's not right now, so who knows? <laughs> True. It's, it, it maybe is not the time to say his, his Ganon would be better. His Ganon was really fucking good, like, when I used to play it. I'm sure that time will come. I mean, he's he's attending this. I'm sure that time will come for him to uh, to kind of snap back into shape. I know stuff's going on, so I'm not really holding anything against him. I could see Ed going on a crazy run because oh, for sure. I feel like yeah. he always does pretty well at SmashCon. I mean, the thing is, like, we've uh, I I think what's happening with none right now is definitely pronounced in the in the current field. But you know, even just like knowing his career, he he sometimes tends to go through these slumps where he doesn't do as well or gets upset. And I, I, I don't know that much behind the scenes about him. My, my understanding is as it's it's just like stuff not related to melee that's kind of taking his time away from the game. But it, you know, if, but if there's a player that's come back from a lot of you know slumps before and, and and you know rebounded with a really big performance and has shown like you know the 
the the potential he's capable of, of. You know, I I think that somewhere within none is the same person who who had a pretty good Genesis run earlier this year. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's just a matter of time. Like like this slump he's on is clearly something that's not necessarily like you know related to his long term potential or like ability at the game. So I think he looked so it good was, at Gommel. Yeah. Like Aqua normally just like kind of beats him like usually 3-0 i think he won 3-0 at apex and the come up and like that was a really close set that like had the crowd going at it so i i think if like ed's doing good versus someone who plays like aklo like i think that's a good sign for ed because mm-hmm. i think he usually like struggles against like because i'd say aklo definitely plays like to frustrate fucking people so i think ed is like the type of guy to get tilted by that so if he's playing good versus aqua's fox i think that's a good sign plus aqua is also just really good at the matchup so he's definitely someone i would be i wouldn't be opposed to buying stock for i don't know if, if now is the perfect time, but I do think that like none stock is, is bound to go up from here. I think he's an amazing player. And, and like you look at his history, he's been top 20 for so long. It's not, I'm not about to say he's like out of the game right now. Um, yeah, he's a person who could go on a run here. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at the bracket other than your own Zuppy, but uh, pull it up. there's a couple people here who i think have uh, I think none has J cam, right? He does, which I think is going to be hard. Think, Jake, think... that is, pretty yeah that, that's uh obviously like a really hard really good he's and really Ed's, good yeah ed has a zanya loss and i would probably say j cam's better than zanya so yeah i don't know i don't know how ed's feeling versus chic right now tough to say and yeah j cam like for all we know because j cam is a player who uh you know his first time for in america for a little bit thanks to mainly stats for show wait ed has a good bracket what the fuck <laughs> Law. If he beats J Cam, he has Law. I think that's that's a pretty good draw for him. He um, did just lose to Polish. I mean, I don't know. He's beating Law like uh, that Summit, right? I think Peach is like a decent draw. Yeah. And I think I they think uh, Polish is. Did they go one to one there? Right now? I don't really remember. Um, and as one the last that they played, right? A lot of I thinks here from you. I mean, nothing's guaranteed. There's some yeah. interesting ones in like top 64. Polish mech. Mech won last time. Polish is projected to win. You know, mech versus Leffen, the highest level Fox Ganondorf set ever. I don't know. <laughs> Could happen. I'm down to see the nun run happen. I, uh, I'm i always a fan. I think that that would be amazing. Uh, maybe losers. Let's let J Cam have it in winners. <laughs> Go through losers. Um, oh. No, I think uh, I think those two. Yeah, none could definitely make a run. I think J Cam could beat none. That's gonna be a really tough one. Here's um, here's a fun one that I want to point out. There's a there's an MDVA player who I think is really good who has a very good chance, and um, I think that. <laughs> oh my god! Run. I know who you're talking about. That's a crazy practice. <laughs> I actually I don't know if you know because I'm gonna I'm gonna mention Kevin Maples is very good and can do well, but the real player who I'm gonna mention oh, is Oh no 
15-year-old Luigi player rap monster. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, I I'm thought you were going to I thought you were going to another but I have heard the legends of, of this guy. I so I don't even monster. I don't have rap monsters bracket in front of me. I'm just assuming he's going to go off. He is a so I know uh, you want a local. He just won the cave over uh, June. Uh, not sorry, uh, Frostbite. I don't know why I said June. Maelstrom. Frostbite was there. Uh, I think Juicebox. Juicebox. Yeah. Maelstrom. Um, was Mog there? I don't know if he played um, Mog. I think Mog was there. Um, and yeah, he won it over them like pretty relatively convincingly. I think he might have got knocked into losers, but I, I remember watching Grands and it did not really necessarily seem like he was never like he was he was gonna lose. He did beat Malachi. He beat he beat Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the the thing that made me think that he was gonna be a, a real problem in the near future, and I think very near future, is um I saw this kid, 15 years old. Not only he's he's you know beating all these people with Luigi. He in the player cam, he was wearing three different pieces of Mario swag. He had the Mario fitted snapback. He had the um, Mario t-shirt. He had the Mario bomber jacket, and he got a backpack on the entire time. And it's like Monday, like you know, it's a cave, so it's like one a.m. or something. I'm like, this kid is a is a menace. He's got three different pieces of Luigi merch. And if you know anything about mid-tier players, the more merch they wear of their character, the better they are. Yeah. Take a look at any Mad the, Tyro picture. He the constantly had shorts. Hyrule, like, yeah, it's it, if you wear like a, a fitted, uh, you know, flat brim uh, baseball cap that has like your mane on it, embroidered on, I think you're gonna yeah. be really good. So uh, vibes. I think Rap Monster could take a few names here. I don't have his bragging in front of me right now, unfortunately, but uh, he is he is definitely someone. Also, um, I'm going to also mention another... You know what? Fuck it. All the Melee Stats players here can do well. Quang's got Zamu. That's going to be sick. Um, Polish versus Billy. I think that's going to be a fucking battle. Uh, might be a battle of Polish versus themselves versus Billy, but, you know, that's like every set they play. Uh. And I think one here that's really interesting is Flash. Flash, obviously a player who's not really traveled outside of Ohio. Uh, I actually believe never traveled outside of Ohio. So this is going to uh, be really interesting. <laughs> oh, you're right, dude. Someone mentioned that in a tweet that he never traveled outside of Ohio. I was like, this doesn't feel right. You know what? You've, uh, you're have you the new Melee stats guy. <laughs> like That's all that you had to be. You just had to catch me of my one mistake. You get the crown. <laughs> We I um, love these picks that you're making. I think Flash, I think Flash can beat the swooper. Has Leffen. Leffen might not even go. He's fucking kissing his Evo trophy, right? Uh like there could be a deep run there. You love these picks, but what? But I, what? I, I think know. there's a there's a deep, like you know, a lurking darkness in MDBA. One that you mm. see once every blue moon that pops out of the major. And I, I think we just we have to this acknowledge is, the reality. This is who Zuppy thought I was talking about, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was like who no, I thought I, you were talking about. I I think we that we I cannot, am not a believer in who you're talking about. Yeah, right we cannot discount the possibility of a chewed out run to top thirty two or perhaps even or perhaps even deeper. It just it just it always happens. Every single year. This guy, no matter how active he is, no matter whether he's a you know, not attending tournaments at all, whether he's playing Pokemon on his stream, you cannot tell me that when there's an MDBA major around, that there's not a small part of your, like, in the, there's not a small portion of your brain that is running the equations on a potential shoot at run. Like, I'm looking at this right now. He's got preeminent in round two before top 64. I think that's doable. Yeah, I, I think that's doable. He has Kadoran after that. A little he harder. Kadoran. 
a little harder, but not not super impossible. If he and then guess guess who he plays after Ghidorin? <laughs> either Aklo or Junebug. No, no, no. You're gonna say either Aklo or Junebug. I'm gonna say he plays Junebug. Junebug goes crazy. He beats Aklo. He revenges Mo. He beats Aklo. Donkey Kong versus Ice Climbers. That's what we think. Chudak goes in his mind. He pulls out Luigi for some reason, <laughs> and he's the only one who knows that the Luigi Donkey Kong matchup is actually like, super easy for Luigi. And he's just going off, like you know, it's it's like where he played uh, Mario versus Mario versus Luigi. Luigi, and no one's happy. And then he makes it to Zane, and and Zane is like, does that thing where he's like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ice these dude. <laughs> and then suddenly, Judah's in winner's side top eight. Yeah, I don't know if all of that will happen. But I think it's what will you do? Uh, if all of that happens, though, what will you do? Will you like run across the venue, uh, doing somersaults or something? I will find a new place to stay because Zane will like just cease to exist at that point if he loses. He'll actually dissipate. He'll he'll dissipate into the air. Like yeah, I'll I'll find a new hotel to stay in or something. No, it's just like you hear the echo. Like he's gone, but you hear the echo of his voice. (laughs) He gets like Thanos snap as soon as Shuda yes. <laughs> Shoot out Yes with the with the uh, gauntlet. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing this up. Well, okay, Zappy, you mentioned when we we mentioned <laughs> NBA players, you said you knew who we were talking about. You were you end up being wrong. Who's yeah. the MDVA player that you, that has a great bracket that you uh, were? Playing I at? think Jude Bug has a really fucking good bracket. Oh, okay, because so Jude Bug, Bug is like. Definitely a tier above Mo, and Akira's beat an Aklo online recently. So I think if Junebug can make it past Franz, he has a good chance of like doing well because he also has Kadoran after, which you know, I don't, I don't think you write that off. Like, I mean, I got like, does Kadoran play Ringler? Like, I don't even know, but like, Marth DK, I hear, is like not that bad. So, you know, we've seen Donkey Kong's upset, like, Marth mains before, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know, Junebug's really fucking good. I think, like, he's, like, a completely different beast from, like, the other Donkey Kongs, because, like, when you play Junebug, like, versus other DKs, you just do, like, Shine, and then you Full Hop, and then they try to Shield Grab, and then you come down with an up air, and then you, like, do your combo to them. Whereas, like, Junebug, like, will, like, play a mix-up in that spot and, like, not always get hit by, like, the shield grab simulator, so I don't know. Junebug definitely someone who, you look through his uh, through his results, and they were really good this year. I think what, probably the biggest thing is, like, that uh, win on Polish's uh, Peach. That's crazy. But, like, yeah. It, it's, 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 you can kind of explain that away by, you know, Polish being Polish, but, like, I think what Junebug really is missing <coughs> is, like, that big major run, that big win at a major. Because uh, his collision was, unfortunately, he had Zuppy. He had a uh, – no, not Zuppy. You're Zuppy. He had, uh, had Omsen losers after Omsen ended up losing early. Yeah. Someone. Um, so he – I could have got 17th at that tournament. That's a I think very, you were going to. That's a very real possibility. I, I saw – we were – everyone in the venue, we were all, like – we looked at the bracket. We were like, Junebug's going to destroy Zuppy. Get into top 16 easy. Well, did we know? 
you having uh, fun, Zeppy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where the vibes at? I farmed also. That shit was vibes. Let's what go. are the vibes of this conversation? I mean, like, I, I don't necessarily disagree when you bring up, like, Marth upsets. Like, you know, that'll, that'll irritate me a bit. But, you know, I'm still in my feelings versus Donkey Kong. Like, you know, you're, you're not wrong. Here's a question. What has better vibes, this episode or the pre-episode talk? Pre-episode. <laughs> Cursed. Unfortunately, we can't talk about what was talking about in the pre-episode, can we? I think I think there's a, a very interesting set in winners round one. I don't know if you guys are gonna agree with me, but yeah, let me hear it. I think Skurzo Crudo. Yeah, I think that, I, I saw I that. Think that'll be a good, I think set. a good one. You know what, Zuppy? I don't think Skurzo Crudo is happening. I think it's gonna be Stango Crudo. Oh, does Stango play Skurzo? But, well, let's look yeah. at all of Skurzo. Let's see Skurzo's full path because we need to see if he make Does Skurzo get by Big Matt? I think, I think, I think he gets Skurzo by Big beats Matt. Big Matt. Yeah, I, th- I think he beats Oberon and Slick. Yeah, I I feel very confident in. Yeah, that. I think yeah he'll he'll beat them. Stango's Stango's a hard out Stango's though. Fucking good. Yeah, that's a, I that's think a tough... Stang, I think Stango is low key third best Marth. Uh, you know what? I am. Uh, I'll handshake emoji that. Why not? Uh, I, if he goes he Marth, I think collision. I, if he goes good. Marth, I think it's really hard for Skurzo. Now he Skurzo, might do, like. He I might think, just be like, I'm a fox bait. <laughs> he might do that. Skurzo's. I don't know. Like I don't know what to think about Skurzo because he loses a Calvar, but he beat Dark Hero. So like, I I don't understand him versus Marth. <laughs> yeah, I was. I saw Dark Hero versus Skurzo was supposed to happen. And I was like, dude, Dark Hero is making a run. Um, <laughs> Skurzo kind of put an end to that, apparently. Yeah, now th- it's very interesting. I think Stango is as as good as Skurzo is. I don't want to take the autonomy out of his hands, but I do think Stango is probably going to be the decider here, um, at least on how close it is. If he decides to go Marth, I know he's been going some I Fox. Think he will. I would love to see it. I mean, he is, uh, I know last year was ranked, I think, fourth in the world in P+. I don't know if he's still playing at top five level, but sure, he's still really good. He is a player he's who, just, like... Um, he's just a... Sm- he's kind of like Junebug, in a sense, where he's just, like, a yeah. smash prodigy. Yeah. Like, he's just good at, like, mm-hmm. multiple games, multiple characters. Like, he's really fucking good at doubles, like, for teaming this year. And, like, he's just like, oh, yeah, I do this year. I'm like, yeah, if I just do it, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Seems yeah. good. <laughs> a, a lot of people have said this about a lot of players that like if this person played they'd be top 30 free and and like a lot of those i i like have a lot give me a lot of pause it's like i actually don't think they'd be top 30 if they play it like I, you know it's top 30 is hard um but stango is one of the players that kind of if you were to tell me he'd be top 30 if he played i go yeah that probably sounds right i mean like, he had he, the, like uh, genesis where like amazing. he uh almost beat mango and crush right and then, like, I don't yeah. know, he just, like, kind of stopped playing for a bit. And then he had, like, that really good fight pit. And then, I don't know, I feel like you just don't hear from him as much these days. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if there's a P-plus shadow event at SmashCon, if that is going to take precedence. I don't really know what it's going to look like for him. But if he ends up devoting himself to Melee this tournament, at the very least, I think he could definitely go on a run. Um, which, hey, good for Crudo, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think or, we or have... maybe not. Maybe Stango goes off. 
<laughs> well, are, are Crudo and Stango teaming together or are Crudo and Panda teaming together? I'm, I'm teaming with Stango. Kyle's okay. teaming with Panda. You know, there's just like, there's so much. There, there's a really big depth of talent at this tournament. Just the East Coast, the whole that whole region, you know, Mid Atlantic, Dork East, and everything just has so many people. I'm sure we could go through like literally all these sets and, mm-hmm. and find find interesting ones. But you know, at the end of the day, I think I think what uh, people are most interested in, and like what the big thing about this event is, is that it's it's going to be the first like real bona fide major after the summer ranking. So I think there's a lot in the line for all the talent that we just mentioned and all the people that we can into. But I think there's also a lot on the line for the people that are able to win this event. So Zuppy, tell me, who do you think is going to take it home? Zane. This bracket's so good, man. Tell me. Like, like it's top 64. This is not very elegant on your end, Edwin. This is why I usually lead up to it. You just said, tell me who wins. Tell me. You're you're forcing Zuppy to end. Zuppy, hey, Blake. What's I would up, really buddy? like to hear your thoughts on why you think Zane's going to win. I think you you are a very smart player. And you are you have a lot of thoughts on other players, and and I think that um, using your emotional intelligence and your game intelligence, you'll have a very good insight into why Zane is a good pick to win. Um, so I think his like, Do you see how easy does that one? I think He's his top the sixty-four is like a lot better draws than like some of the other top seeds have to play. Like Zane JJM, like I don't really just like consider a match whereas like i feel like you know cody schwab wally like i'm at least paying attention to like a little bit even if i Dude, do think cody will win i or like wally is entering like he's or, probably like, gonna do his Leffen retired Swooper. top player three dqs left and swooper is a little scary uh fucking like zane chem chem's like a fox who's like kind of chic in that matchup like or he might play zamu i feel like Playing a fox that's not IBDW or like Moki is pretty much, or I guess Mango too, is just like pretty much like a write off for Zane, most likely. Um, and then Zane has winner of Kadoran or Aklo or, you know, maybe Junebug. Like, or that's who knows, maybe Junebug beats Zane, you know, like that'd be crazy, but I, I just don't see like any of those upsets happening. I feel like Zane always beats Kadorn and usually it's not that close so and then same thing with Aklo although Aklo did say he thinks his link can beat any Marth in the world so I don't know and then he has like four and five seater Moki H-Box which is like a way better draw than like two seven three and mm-hmm. six seed maybe you could argue like mango is a better draw than like one of those but like leffin omsa cody i'm all more scared of zane running into than oh for Loki sure or yeah absolutely and then i feel like he has like a pretty safe ride to like winners finals and then when i think about like how cody or like leffin or like omsa has to get there it's like you know, Omsa has to beat Laud and then beat Cody and then beat either Leffen or Mango, most likely. Like, I, you know, I'm on Mango's side, so maybe he has to beat the Taskman. So, like, you know, it's a pretty pretty hard draw. And then, like, I feel like, uh, like Leffen switching from, like, Fox Falco versus Mango or, like, Fox Yoshi Omsa. 
Fox ditto versus Cody and then like making the chic warm for like winners finals is also like a prep thing. So, and like, you know, Cody lost a Leffin and mango last time. So it's mm. also hard for him to get there. So like, I think like any of those four players could all reasonably make winners finals. And it's like, not that crazy. Oh, uh, Unless I just go off and I beat Morse code, Mango left, and you know the vibes. But yeah. Gotta give myself some credit. But I just feel like Zane's path is just very like cut, clear and cut, and there's no like character switching he has to do, and it's matchups he's won a lot. And you know, even if like Cody's super favored versus Amsa and Laud, like I feel like Cody's Cody and Zane look like they have pretty like free rides to winter semis, whereas I think Left and Mango that's kind of a toss up, and mm. I also think Moki H Fox is kind of a toss up. Um, so yeah, I think Zane just has like the easiest ride, and then Cody's winter semis is going to be hard, like no matter what, and then or Amsa, and then I think. Uh, Zane's winter semis is significantly easier, so I think that has like a lot to do with how likely you are to win a tournament. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I think this stream just went a little like nuts for a oh. second. I'm just gonna. I can't hear wheat now. I'm just gonna. Did I it. say something crazy? Like. No, you didn't supposed... say. You didn't say anything crazy. Am I, I not supposed to? Am... Oh, there we go. He's back. Yeah, no, we're we're still alive. Uh, I think Zuppy, you were just spitting such facts that the uh, that the stream couldn't, or that my computer couldn't handle it. Chills. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened. Anyway, <laughs> Zuppy, you had a very good uh, opinion on why Zane is going to get first place, and I think you you've got a, you're spitting a lot of facts there. What do um, you guys think? Uh, you know, when it when it comes to something like this, like this is really where being the first seed helps you out a lot. You know, yeah. um, like you you mentioned it, two and seven, that's tough. Three and six, like all the four and five, like it it really becomes apparent at majors like this. As much as we say anyone could win, that being the it's, number one seed, it's is really very seven people. Like yeah, mm -hmm. which if you're if you're the guy who's got to play the eighth seed. <laughs> it's, and uh, even then, I feel like Zane specifically has like a very comfortable time. Yeah, uh, I agree. Four and five. Like I think like if Cody was first seed and like this alternate universe, he wins Gommel. I'm still kind of scared if he plays Moki, whereas like I don't get that same feeling with Zane. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you're completely right. If I had to do this a hundred different times, like if I had to to you know simulate smash count a hundred different times i think zane wins the majority of them but we're not simulating a hundred times simulate it once and uh 
you know, I've I've gone, I've been led astray. Let's say, I uh, I have been going against my heart for over a year now. If you look back at all the episodes, there was a very clear streak that I was continuing, and uh, I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it, and guess what? Time and time again, I've been proven wrong for not doing it. And that is, of course, not picking Leffen to win. If you look back at our old episodes, I said, Leffen, Leffen, Leffen. Leffen's actually the best. Leffen's got the best matchups of the top 10. And then the one time I decided not to say it was Battle of BC4. And he won. And then I got back in my train on my soapbox, and it never was the same. But maybe I never cared as much. And seeing him win LICS and seeing him win Evo in two different games, both of which... Despite not, despite LAC has been through losers, both of which looked dominant. I'm saying, am I really about to do it again? I'm really, like, how many miracles do you need to witness before you uh, stop denying the existence of God in front of you, right, Zuppy? Yeah. So I, I'm saying, how many more times do I need to be proven wrong? I see Leffen win LACS with Marth or with Sheik and Fox. He looks great. And I see him win Evo and Guilty Gear Strive. 200 or 2,400 people strong and he defeats them all. He goes 12 and one in games after he does an insane reverse three Oh, and I'm about to watch that. And I'm about to say that guy's not going to be able to win smash com. Sometimes you, you have things in front of you and, and us humans, we keep trying to think of reasons why like, Oh, there's definitely logic behind this. No, sometimes moments are so great that you have to sit back and watch. Does Leffen bracket look the easiest? No, it doesn't. It, it really doesn't. Is Leffen the, the smartest pick here? No, he's definitely not. In fact, he might even DQ. But I don't know how much longer I can live my life coming up with reasons why Leffen's going to lose. So I'm going to go back to my former way of living. I'm going to give in. Leffen is winning Super Smash Con 2023 in Melee Singles. One week after winning Evo 2023 in Guilty Gear Strive. He is one of the greatest fighting game players of all time. Edwin, tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, one, I'm not really sure he's going to enter in the in the first place. We, we've, seen Luffin we've seen Luffin float this before, and I think if he does he enter, he has the greatest pre-john of all time in literally winning Evo in another game. So I think it's very possible that we could see Luffin either, you know, not show up at all by, by the time of winter's quarters, or we could see Leffen show up and barely and clearly not look 100%, right? But either way, I think that benefits the person closest to his side of bracket a lot, but he's going to turn, he's going to play, right? And, that, and it turns out that the person that he's set to play in winter's quarters, if seating goes uh, accordingly, is Mango, who I think, you know, I, I don't think I'm stepping on any toes here when I say that. I think out of the top seeds at this tournament, that's probably his hardest draw out of anyone going here. And I think for Mango, conversely, that's probably the best player possible that he would want to beat the most. And the, and the kind of player that we've seen him, you know, for the last four years, it, it, it's, it's a little weird because their rivalry before was a bit more back and forth. And there's just so much time span between their sets. So I, I don't think every set they play is going to be a blowout or just an easy Mango victory. But I do think that there's no reason to think that that isn't the that isn't the opponent that he wants to play at this caliber of event. So I think Mango, as it stands, if, if you're his Falco, 
or if you're him, you want to see you want to see boxes in your bracket. He currently has two of them on the way to on the way to top eight. You know, barring any barring any surprises, I will admit I think Bats is a little scary for Mango. I think, but you know that that's still a matchup that I would consider him favored in. It's not impossible for him to lose that, but it's one that I think he will uh, he will succeed in more often than not. From there, uh, Zuppy talked about Cody's path being a pretty straight shot before having to play Leffen in top eight. I think if Cody ends up playing Mango in top eight, that's the kind of uh, that's again that's another type of opponent that you that you'd want to see if you're Mango. Now the problem with this is that he eventually has to play one of Zane, Moki, and Hbox. So, and uh, I think I, th- I think playing Moki would be amazing. It's a little soon for me to imagine him and Moki defeating Zane. So I'm going to go another direction in this. I think I think Hungrybox will make the run. I think Hungrybox will not only defeat Moki in winner's quarters, I think he'll somehow, through CPU zero coaching or through coaching from anyone else, or, you know, somewhere across the world, he's going to just, he's going to defeat Zane. He's going to repeat what he did last SmashCon also. And I think we're going to end up with a Mango Hungrybox winner's final. Um, I think Mango will finally decide that he wants to wake up and win that, just like he did last year. He's going to beat him in winner's finals. I think grand finals, it'll be like Cody or Leffen or something, probably Cody coming from, from loser side, and Mango will beat him there. Wow. Wow. <laughs> crazy. That's crazy, man. One thing that could go crazy in Cody's bracket <laughs> is he has a uh, Crudo if Crudo beats Skurzo slash Stango, which, you know, I'm not saying it's likely, but it has happened. Crudo's uh, kind of amazing. What do you have to say about that, Edwin? Crudo's beast. Yeah. Okay. This podcast is going off the rails. I see. I can Doctor Strange the future of this podcast, and the only way this doesn't end with both of you doing crudo impressions to each other is me continuing on right now. Cool. We all said who's going to win SmashCon. That's sick. Come back to us next week. See if we're right. Uh, uh, Zuppy, we got some questions for you. Okay. We ask our patrons to ask you questions, and they came up with dog shit ones. Um, we usually do this little back and forth thing where I go like they have bad questions and then they come up with good questions. I go, they've got good questions. And then they come up with bad questions. I'm not going to lie. These are pretty dog shit. Edwin, did we have any that uh, made the cut? Yeah. So this is one that, that made the cut. And this one is from Soma. Uh, and it, and I want to be clear. I wouldn't call this a good question, but I think I can rephrase it into something that's a little more you know, specific and maybe worth the value to the world. And this question is, do you have any, like, like, do you have any tips on getting through TSA with a uh, large metallic object that is of, of indiscernible nature at first glance? So I think what he's asking is, have you ever run into trouble getting your, your controller through the TSA or at an airport? Uh, so I have a Nexus, which I think helps a lot. Um, Look at you. Oh, so fancy. It's, fancy man. Yeah, it makes the airport a lot nicer. I've honestly, like, Usually, like, if you just take your box out of your backpack, like, and put it in a tray, it's fine. And then if, like, they ask about it, you're just like, oh, it's just a video game controller. And usually it's not really a hassle other than that. But I think... Then you go, yeah, I'm probably going to get ranked, like, top 15. Oh, I don't talk about that. (laughs) I, like, could be... I should be 14th. Uh, If I'm 16th, I'm going to go crazy. 
Uh, yeah, Magi's Magi's wins on Zayna <laughs> Rumble. I don't think and the TSA person is just like, what are you talking about? Dude, imagine uh, if the TSA person asked for someone's TSA rank person. and Zuffy just immediately got it. The TSA person's like, Zane was obviously trying. You look at his sets versus Josh <laughs> at the same event. <laughs> like, like the, the TSA woman for some reason is like very well. I mean, she just say what Abby's saying. The TSA woman is Abby. I guess what I'm trying to. Say. <laughs> Because um, um, I've done, like, a bunch of, like, airport trips to the U.S., like, over the past, like, two years, I guess, now. And, like, honestly, the only time I've really had, like, an annoying time through, like, crossing the border was actually by car. Um, and that was, like, when I went to one of the tournaments J-Mook destroyed me at, uh, one of those Buffalo, like, regionals, and, like, there was like three Ontario carpools, but my car was like the last car that went through. Um, Cause like I was in grand final, so I left the latest. And then like the, the hmm? yeah, yeah, I'm so proud of beating PIG and like Zanya just in Midnight Blue. That's just one of my best runs for sure. Um. Actually, I didn't even play Zonia. I just played Midnight Blue and Pig. That's funny. Um, Zuppy, I have a uh, I have a follow up question that I, I think I, that that but this one is from me. It's not from Patreon. None of the other patrons had good questions. Vibes. Yeah. So I'll I'll ask you something. So one thing that I think is pretty interesting about the the top echelon. Of the, I'll get to the question. <laughs> the top echelon in the game is that a lot of dynamics in the in the uh, in the top tier of play that we take for granted, like one player beating another or another player losing to another tend to flip when we least expect it. Like Zane winning, I, I know it was a bit scuffed, but like Zane uh, beating Amsa at Fate and ending up winning the tournament over J-Move, right? So within the top echelon of play, what trend or like, like who do you think could like surprise someone? Like what head-to-head do you think will go to the other way or start to even out? Hmm... That's a that's a good one, huh? I'm trying to think of something that would be interesting. How top are we talking? Yeah, like like winning majors. Winning majors level. Um, I think Zane is gonna start winning a lot more versus J Mook. I think that's my hot take. Because okay. even though Fate's like the controller situation, like. Zane was playing hot, and honestly, like mm-hmm. that winner set was like totally doable. So I think it's gonna look a lot less bad than it did at like the start of the year. Like I think Collision was definitely um, pretty brutal, and you know maybe he invests more time into the ice climbers, and like he suddenly like can't get reverse three would because he has like a free game on FD. So I don't know. Maybe he starts to develop a Samus. Just for J Mook. I mean, shit, I'd go crazy. Uh, and uh, Zappy, like we said, dog shit questions. So I'll come up with one for you. We kind of teased this before the show. Uh, rank the studio albums of uh, Blink One Eighty Two. You, of course, are a Blink One Eighty Two fan. Well, that's well known. It's uh, uh... actually well known to the extent that you have considered and possibly. Are going to change your tag to Blake 182. 
Um, a change that most people I've talked to about it have been in favor of. But uh, yeah, it's very well known you're a Blink-182 fan, so I'd like to hear your take on on their ranking of the studio albums. Okay. Uh, nine is probably the worst album. Uh, then California. Comeback album. Uh, then I would say probably Cheshire Cat. Early, uh, I think. Huh. And then, like, I think after that, I'm generally like a after big that, fan. it's classic tier to you. I mean, I I like some songs on like Chessire Cat, but yeah. Um, I think I think I do take off your pants and jacket next, which might be a hot take. Um, then probably neighborhoods, then Dude Ranch. Then Enema, then self-titled. Whoa, that's crazy. Are you a Hoppus man or a uh, Delong? I like dude? I like Tom Delong more. I, yeah, think, I think Boxcar that's... Racer is better than Plus Forty Four. That's what all the uh, that's what all the kids say. All the all the blink heads always say it's a what's it called? Uh, but Travis is Loki the glue. Travis is the glue. Loki. I think as like someone who plays drums myself, like I know he's not like the most technical drummer, like objectively the best or anything like that, but I think he makes drums fun and I think he suits the band well. So yeah. Do you have a quick impression of Tom DeLong before we go out? Where are you? Perfect. Edwin, you love to hear people do impressions and sing and then Instead of iterating on the bit, you decide to one up them without uh, changing anything. So, would you like to do a Tom DeLonge impression as well? No, I'll pass. I know that yeah. would suffice. It's only me who you do that with, I guess. Okay, interesting. Um, well, Zuppy, you have not been the show yet, as we talked about. So, we you might not know about this, but we have a unnamed segment at the end of the show. We've got kind of a hidden segment before we leave, and this is uh, I'm scared. Like I said, it's unnamed, but it's known to the fans as Touching Grass. This is where we talk about something that's going on in our lives that is outside of melee. Right? We are multifaceted human beings with a lot going on in our lives, and yet generally we tend to just talk about melee. So this is our kind of time to pull back the curtain a bit and let everyone kind of know what's going on with us. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to give you guys some time to think. And um, one thing that I've been doing over the past couple weeks, ever since we had this, uh, our last podcast was uh, I have, uh, I restrung my acoustic guitar. I've been getting a little more into playing guitar. I um, have had very fun the past couple of days playing guitar again. And uh, the calluses are hopefully on their way back. It's, it's always like, it's good to have a good physical, like, uh, indicator that you have not been playing as much as you should be when your fingers hurt when playing guitar again. So um, I'm getting back into the groove of that. Hopefully I'm able to kind of play more. Um, I definitely think that like my, my uh, drive to get better is not where it was when I was in high school, but I'm hoping, hopefully I'm able to like learn some new things. I was learning some new chord inversions and felt really dumb for playing guitar for a long time and not knowing all of them. Uh, so I'm already enjoying kind of like taking a different look at some of the aspects I already knew about. Um, but in terms of stuff that's been going on these past couple weeks, I will not even mention that. I'm going to mention something that I have the drive to get better in, which is something I've been doing for a while now, kind of uh, on the low. I've been playing a lot of Tetris, Tetrio, Tetch.io or whatever it's called. It's online Tetris. I've been playing that uh, ever since I hung out with Ambi back in April. 
uh, at his house, at his apartment, I guess. Um, I have been improving my scores. I've been playing Blitz and 40 line. And this past week, I had PBs in both of them. I went from uh, 78K PB in Blitz to an 84K. And then I went from 112, uh, 1 minute and 12 seconds in 40 line down to 108 down to 104 in the span of like three days so i am uh i'm having a lot of fun with that i am still there's still a lot i need to learn and i'm kind of like consciously blocking out a lot of ideas that i don't want to do <laughs> i'm like i don't want to learn different ways to do this i don't want to learn to incorporate t-spins i'll just brute force it until i get good enough to get under a minute um and i'm pretty close to my goal there so i've been having a lot of fun with that um zappy what have you been up to you're you're a man who's got a lot of talents uh other than like working um i guess like i've been fucking been playing a lot of guitar hero lately so i've been streaming some gh2 it's been vibes getting some good fcs and whatnot um i'm playing like a little bit of like breath of the wild trying to finish tears of the kingdom which i just don't know when i ever will because I just feel like I get in this phase of like wanting to play like, you know, the newest game that comes out slash get new scores on fucking rhythm games. And then like, I'm just like, wait, I have a tournament next week and I just need to practice. So, um, doing that, you know, hanging out with friends. Uh, I, I've learned how to make uh protein shakes. You know, those That's are cool. Those are, are they I hard got. to make? Yeah, I mean, it's more I started making them rather than learn, but you know, it's vibes. Because uh, I ran a out of in there. What do you put I, in there? I do. I ran out of my uh, vanilla protein powder, and then I ordered chocolate brownie. And I will say, my quality of life has gone up just a little bit. Uh, having chocolate brownie, and then you know, put some milk, peanut butter, banana in there. Shit hits. Cow milk. Uh. Yeah. That's also, I tried that uh, that JMOOC drink he was tweeting about the uh, chai dolce yeah, or yeah, yeah. whatever. That shit was pretty fucking good. He would know. He's he was uh one of the one of the best Starbucks smashers we had. Same with Wally. They Wally both, they both JoJo met. Milkman. Milkman at Star. That's, that makes so much sense now. <laughs> oat milk <laughs> oh yeah i uh, i was uh i was recommending to jorge that he changed his uh foxes if he if his if he plays fox at all and if his fox has a like a meme tag i think he should be oat milk man um and you know what i'm willing to give that out to anyone who wants it five venmo me five dollars and call your fox oat milk man i'll do it it's fine um edwin what have you been up to Honestly, uh, after I came back from Toronto, I was pretty sick for a while. Uh, I ended up vibes. Uh, better vibes. You need to give us good vibes. Just lie if need be. I've been uh, I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts lately. Which um, one? But we need uh, better the, vibes. The first one. I've been playing on proud mode. It's the most infuriating game in the world. <laughs> That's not good vibes. We need I good vibes. I stopped playing been doing. that game at the like final boss because it was pissing me off too much. Yeah, so I'm, on the, Ursula, I'm hey, on the so Ursula. Fight now. I'm on the Ursula fight. Oh, that one which is really big. Yeah, it's re it's super degenerate. She just like st stalls the fight in the second uh, 
phase so much, so you can't do anything. It's 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 so dumb. But I'm I'm having a fun time. It's a fun game. There's just some uh there's some incredibly infuriating parts of playing it. I like two more. I think I only played those two, and then like, cause I got the game like right before three, and then like people are like, "Oh, three's not that good." I'm like, "Oh, well, what was the point of playing all this? I don't care that much." And then like I ended up having to like watch like a bunch of like cutscenes from like random spinoff games. I'm like, I don't want to do all this. So unfortunate. Um, well, Melee's my only time commitment. Everything else that takes way too long to do, it just turns me off. Because Melee's never a set time commitment. You can stop at any time, and you can go on as long as you want. Watching a long anime or playing a long game, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if I have that in me. Well, you'll find it one day, I believe. Yeah, I don't know. What's your favorite movie? Do you like movies? I like the social network a lot. A lot of people say that's a weird <laughs> movie to like. I it's think it's one, really good. There's always one of those guys. They go, I, I really like the social network. Do you, let me guess. You listen to the soundtrack? No. <laughs> you don't? Wait, wait a second. That's, you don't listen to the soundtrack for it. Interesting. No. I, I think all my other movie takes are like vastly different than social network. Mm. I like uh, Mean Girls, Super Bad, 17 Again. School of Rock, Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. You're easy to please. What about Grown Ups 2? I haven't seen it. I've seen Grown Ups 1. Did you like Grown Ups 1? I haven't seen it since I was 10, so... Did you like it when you were 10? I I did, yeah. Well, maybe you'll like Grown Ups 2. Um... I still haven't seen Oppenheimer. I wanted to see that. A very different different movie than the ones that we were just talking about. I'm normally a happy-go-lucky comedy guy, but you know, that movie looks good. Are you a Dodgeball fan? I haven't seen it. It's one of my favorites. You should see it. I think you'll like it. That's one of your favorites? No, I'm, I'm serious. I didn't say you weren't serious. I believe you. I just think it's weird. I love it. It's it's very quotable. I'm sure it did not hold up. Well, you'd be surprised. Some of it's. I'm sure it's fat phobic, probably homophobic. Would be transphobic (laughs) if they even mentioned trans. Yeah, there's some stuff in there there that's not. But I I still think it's a funny movie. It's just every now and and then. For some reason, those are all the lines that you quote. Yeah, all the lines I I quote are all the super dated ones. Yeah, you you got me. (laughs) <laughs> uh zappy 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 do you regret coming on the show no that's good to hear should zappy, i I'm... <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's, it's been a very odd episode i think we uh there's definitely some aspect of getting into the groove we haven't had an episode in a little bit so we're getting back into the groove of everything there's definitely an aspect of uh you know edwin and i've been working hard to make the rankings come out and you Working hard and everything else, I guess. I think we're all a little wired right now. I've had yeah. a really fun episode. I'm glad we got to speak to you on an episode because I know that we were supposed to talk after Gommel and then kind of just kept getting pushed back. I'm glad we got to speak. It was very fun. Yeah. I now I know about you. I can go up to you and I can talk about uh, Mean Girls or uh, Crazy Stupid Love or something. Yeah. Or Grown Up Swine. 
Or maybe Grinups won. Yeah. <laughs> we could. And Adam you know Sandler what? hits, you know? I open like, this up to anyone. Click almost made me cry. No I open this up to any fan of the show. If you see Zuppy at an event, you have my permission to walk up to him, talk to him about Click or Crazy Stupid Love or 17 again. Uh, super bad. Super bad, a movie that uh, one of uh, another Canadian, Radar, called. Uh, I think he said it was would be one of the 20 best movies. Yeah, he said 20 or 25, I, I think. Yeah, he said of the 2000s, it'd be one of the best 20 best movies. So you've got some is he camaraderie. A movie guy? I don't know what he is. He's a he's a guy guy. He's got he's he, he can go off on a lot of things. But uh, Zuppy, speaking about going off, uh, I've been having a good time going off about all the the rankings and and Smash kind of gamble. But uh, we're coming up on uh, on two hours here, so I think I'm gonna give you some time to to study your next matchup, be it Donkey Kong or whatever. Yeah. Um, I I think I've had a I, I mean. I think I've had, I know I've had a really great time on the show. You've been a very fun guest. We have very fun energy here. So I appreciate that. If, uh, if anyone wants to follow you, where can they do so? Uh, my Twitter or now known as X is monk mode underscore. Uh, I'm Zuffy Tass on Twitch. Um, yeah, that's about it. If, if you want lessons, no threads. I'm not on threads. Uh, if you want lessons, DM me. We can maybe work something out. Um, and, you know, hopefully you see me uh, after you scroll at least five times tomorrow when the rankings drop. That would be hype, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. If it's four, you're going to hear someone screaming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the guy from Ontario is going to start screaming. I don't know. I, I've seen a ballot, and uh, I'm not going to name who. Actually, wait, no, you could figure it out because you know all the ballots. Oh, never mind. It's a, I, I know what you're referencing. Let's, let's keep it to post, post-show post talk. Yeah. But. Wait, no, no, that's a different thing. That's a different thing. I, I know what you're talking about. That's a different thing. I saw I was 18 on one and two Saint was 16 on another. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like two scenes Genesis and my collision. My collision's literally just two right, scenes right, Genesis, right, right, right. but calm, better. Calm down, calm down. And I have the head to head. Zuppy, where can the people follow you? We already said that. Uh, I think Zuppy's time here is done. Mute uh, him. Get him out of here. <laughs> Throw him in the brig. <laughs> now we just end the episode. No no promo <laughs> or anything. Uh Zappi, it's been a pleasure to have you on. I hope to see you at the uh at SmashCon this coming weekend. So. Yeah. I checked into my flight recently, and I, you know, gonna. Hey, we love a guy who checks into his flight um bef- the day before. Yeah, I gotta go into work early tomorrow so I can actually catch my flight. But interesting, it should be fun. Yeah. Well, I hope you catch it. I hope to see you. Been a pleasure having you on. And uh, yeah, if you guys, if anyone who's listening or watching wants to follow him, they can do so. Monk mode underscore on Twitter or Zuppy Tass over on uh Twitch. Maybe he changes them all to Blake 182 when he changes his tag. Who knows? But as for now, those are the uh, places where you can find them. There's one thing I'm thinking about changing. What's that? My slippy code. Okay. Well, do you want to set? You want to plug your slippy? You want to say play? Zuppy <laughs> Zero is my slippy code right now, but I might change it to Taskman Zero. So okay. Go plug in Zuppy Zero on your slippy. See if uh, see if he plugs in your code at the same time through pure serendipity. 
Uh, maybe he'll do it. Who knows? If it's if it happens, it's meant to be. Um, as for us, there's no melee stats slippy code, but uh, we do have a couple other places you can find us. We're over on Twitter, aka X at uh, melee stats pod daily results posting and we also have kind of uh, announcements of players and uh links to our bigger uh articles that are over at meleestats.co such as monday morning marth and when's melee you can catch our uh these videos as they go live on twitch.tv slash melee stats they go live on youtube over at the uh, melee stats archive while you're over on youtube check out melee stats that's our long form content channel so you can watch our video essays there um if you love every, or you already had if you love everything we do is there anything else we got i made a blue sky account i did not post on it there's a melee stats blue sky account if you want <laughs> i think we're oh man we need i need to get back into the groove i'm forgetting our plugs anyway if you love everything that we do and you just want to support us in the best way possible patreon.com slash melee stats we appreciate any support given from there, of course. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching. Zuppy, thanks for being on. I'm sure this is an uh, interesting experience for you, but I am happy to have you on Waiting for Game at any point. We can uh, get you on again and relive all your worst losses and stuff, whatever we did today. <laughs> Be yeah, happy to do Zuppy. so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I thank enjoyed you for- most of it. Most of it. Well, that's what we like. That's We aim uh, to be enjoyed a- by most, uh, not by all. Uh, so that's some that dangerous conversation topics were made for sure. You didn't <laughs> well, we'll mention my you... body, though. I will say that. What the heck? Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, what do you think we are, jerks? Yeah, uh, well, maybe. Okay. Well, on that note, I guess we'll we'll leave. Um, maybe we'll have you on again to mention everything that we didn't mention this time. Who knows? Uh, as for this episode, though. Thank you for watching. We are going to be doing an episode after SmashCon. Uh, actually, unlike when I last told you we are going to do an episode, um, we're going to do an episode after SmashCon to talk about everything that happened there. I'm sure it's going to be a lot to talk about, so I'm super excited to do so. We will see you then. Peace. Peace. Peace.